This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. <laughs> I love how people, people are calling me a wimp. I'm watching Your Honor, which is a show with Brian Cranston, where he gets himself into a real, a real pickle, I'd describe it as. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very respected judge. First episode, the, the plot is his son gets in a hit-and-run accident and kills, accidentally, the son of a mob boss in New Orleans. And they're trying to figure out what to do next. And it's cover for him. In the most anxiety-inducing show I've ever watched, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a Brian Cranston specialty, Breaking Bad. Definitely stressful. But this one's even worse. Malcolm in the middle. Oh, my God. Oh. Jeez, was Lois going to come home angry this time or what? I didn't realize how anxiety-inducing Malcolm in the middle was till I had kids of my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) But I'm not the only one who gets stressed out watching shows where people are in these situations where you just try and put yourself there. Like, if my son ever, you know, you do whatever you you got to do to protect your child. Yeah. But at the same time, you're a judge. <laughs> You've taken an oath for justice. We asked on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. What are the most anxiety-inducing shows that you've ever watched? Uh, we have one that agrees with you here, Taz. Janice says, totally agree. I had to stop watching Your Honor after the third episode. It's too upsetting before bed. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, the third episode is the one we watched last night. And the end, they get you with the cliffhanger every time, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the most, like, the anxiety goes full peak yeah. in the last two minutes to get you to watch the... The next one. And they purposely, the music is what gets me, and they purposely make the beat so it's like a little bit faster than a normal heartbeat, so your heart starts beating to, it's it's manipulative. Uh, uh, Peggy says, Highway Through Hell or Heavy Rescue 401? I once did that job in both places, and it right. is stressful in real life, and to watch. Well, I'm sure it's stressful to actually be on the 401 this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people saying, the news, <laughs> fair enough. And in that vein of what's stressful to watch, Toronto Maple Leafs games. <laughs> <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale is another stressful show, apparently. Never watched that one yet. Probably more stressful for women. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it starts reflecting life. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead was very stressful for me personally, says Anna. Because you never know if your favorite character is going to die that week. Yeah, Game of Thrones kind of like that, too. They were very vicious with uh, axing characters. Uh, every episode of 24 felt like a roller coaster ride of emotions, says Lara. Couldn't handle it. Oh, you know what it was? You put this over anything. Exactly. It's manipulative. Uh huh. It's why we do it during some of our contests. <laughs> <It> stresses you <laughs> out. We got that thing on standby. Mm-hmm. Well, you can uh, add yours to the list. What is the most anxiety-inducing television show you've ever watched? Head over to the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What's going on? You wanted to share a story from the weekend? So uh, it was my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, and so the wife and I pick up the keg for them and drop it off, right? And then on the way home, we decide to splurge. And uh, uh, Hold on. Like you, you picked up the keg like the keg restaurant? dinner for them from the keg yeah yeah okay because oh. when you said we picked up a keg for them <laughs> oh i thought whoa your parents know how to celebrate <laughs> drop off a keg of labat 50 at grandma and grandpa's <laughs> house and let them go to town they would have done it for sure they would have done it <laughs> okay so you bought them you bought them some steaks some nice dinner from the keg that's right that's right 
And so great, dropped it off, everything went well, fantastic. And then we just decided to pick up a burrito on the way home for us, right? Yeah. So nothing fancy, but it's getting late and we've got a little girl too. And we just wanted to pick up some easy dinner on the way home. So we stop off at Burrito Boys and it's time to go in and pick up my burrito. And there's a couple people in there, everybody's standing around with their masks on and everything. This guy comes running in with like no mask. And I'm like, what the heck is this joker up to? You know what I mean? Thinking that he's trying to do some like, like COVID <laughs> prank or something. How, like how weird is it that in this day and age, you get your backup when somebody runs into a business without a mask on? I know. Totally a year weird. ago, somebody runs in with a mask on. You're like, call the cops right now. That's right. So everybody kind of takes like a step back, like kind of like what the heck's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's kind of going, oh. And I'm like, what the heck? Like thinking that he's like playing a joke. And then he puts his hands up around his neck, like indicating that he's choking. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? And he kind of looks like right at me. And I'm like, okay. And uh, the lady from Burrito Boys goes and gets a water. And then he kind of like looks at me again. And I'm like, okay. And he turns around backwards. And before you know it, I give him like a little pump. And, like, totally missed on the first one and then, like, readjusted and got the fist in the right spot and did it again. And <laughs> it came out like a piece of chicken. No. You're a hero. You saved that guy's life. No, no. And, and anyway, the wife was in the car watching the whole entire thing. And she said that was the most bizarre thing that I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Do you know what's really funny is that my first reaction is, is that my wife is a nurse. So my first reaction was to go out and get her. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I, I send like, her in to get the burritos? <laughs> right, right. And then I was like, no, nah, we got this. But yeah, it was crazy. Did the like, guy at like, least offer to pay for your burritos? No, no, no. I think everybody was just so, like, taken back by the whole thing. Everybody was just like, okay, cool. And then that was it. And I was like, yeah, man. And then there was two girls in the in the restaurant that were, uh, like, they were like, oh, good job. And then he just kind of turned out and turned around and left and i was like all right cool (laughs) (laughs) back to back to normal life yeah back to normal life kudos to you 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 get your parents a keg for their anniversary you save some guy's life and you don't even ask for credit until you call the radio on tuesday to (laughs) (laughs) right get a little recognition guys i'm saving lives over here (laughs) well it's just weird because you feel yeah you feel it's nice to help people out. And we just had a guy on the air telling a crazy story about uh, being in a uh, restaurant when a guy with no mask came running in. He was choking on his food. Dude had to save his life. Gave him the Heimlich. He did. And we just got a text message here. Hey, Taz and Jim, it might be because I've been spending so much time alone over the past year. But am I the only one who found the guy's story about giving the stranger the Heimlich maneuver erotic? Pardon me? Let's re-listen. And then he kind of like looks at me again and I'm like, okay. And he turns around backwards. And before you know it, I give him like a little pump and like totally missed on the first one. And then like readjusted and got the fist in the right spot and did it again. And out came out like a piece of chicken. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Until the out came a piece of chicken. I can see what you're oh, talking about. Oh, no, that's about. when I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Like George Costanza, bring some food in the bedroom. It's a magic trick. (laughs) Out came a chicken. What came first? (laughs) 
<laughs> the chicken or Greg? <laughs> the chicken or the Greg? <laughs> uh, this guy saves a man's life, and we got to tear him down. Seeing someone without a mask on Wild. now, it's yeah, that's sexy. I was thinking about this now. You know, uh, you know how like you do the strip tease, and ladies will take the bra off slowly. Uh, they're doing it with the mask now. Because it's the unknown is sexy, right? So you, you think people are sensually taking off their masks? Like if gentlemen's clubs open up again, I think there'll be a real, a real fetish thing going on with the masks, and, and they'll knowing, still be wearing the masks over their mouths. Wear the mask, but you take it off. So maybe they can dance to four songs now. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> right? intro. Yeah. The yeah. first song you do the mask, and then you work on the other clothing <laughs> items. I bet you we will start appreciating. Nice smiles. You know what I mean? Like lips and mouths more, right? Also, human contact. Big time. It's not often. Unless somebody's about to die, you're not going up to a stranger and touching them. That's where the exciting part of this story comes in. It's Yeah, being able to go up to a stranger, wrap your arms around them. That hasn't happened for almost a year. the chicken right out of them. (laughs) I give them like a little pump and like totally missed on the first one and then like readjusted and got the fist in the right spot and did it again. And out came like a piece of chicken. Earlier we were talking about snow, the uh, the cold snap they got down in Texas. And I'm just looking at an article. This was retweeted by Gene Simmons of Kiss, actually. Um Texans believe snow is fake and sent by Bill Gates. <laughs> so he's got one of those weather machines, I guess, from the, uh, like a James Bond sort of deal. I'm giant space laser. I don't know. I heard people saying that they, people were trying to put snow in the microwave and it would spark. Doesn't, uh, just conspiracies running wild. Yeah. You see people are on TikTok and Instagram holding the snow the so-called snow in Texas up to lighters and hair dryers and saying that it doesn't react the way snow is supposed to. Uh, Do people in Texas know how snow is supposed to react? It hasn't been snow in 100 years there. I think they've proven they don't know how it's supposed Mm. to react. Initially, you think, oh, Texas got snow. That's funny. They don't know how to drive in the snow. You know, come to Canada and try to get through one of our winters. But as you read more and more, you, you realize that people have been in life-threatening danger to the point where many have died because of um, the conditions down there and the electricity bills through the roof. Like, it's not a good situation for Texas. We, We mentioned that. And, of course, us showing compassion for people in Texas sparked somebody to complain. And we got this comment online. I love how everyone, when it comes to Texas, only cares about the people. There's going to be animals and reptiles that will no longer exist again after this down there. But, yup, people are the number one worry. I'd agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they are. People are number one. Animals would be number two, a close second. So what you're saying, Taz, is that you think all animals should die? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if, if I was given the choice, there's a lizard and there's a human baby and I could only save one of their lives, 100% of the time, I'm saving the human baby. Wow. Wow, Tad. I thought uh, reptiles were cold-blooded. And here you are, choosing a baby over a 
iguana. If I could save the reptile and the human baby, I would do that. <laughs> but if that wasn't an option, I'm saving the human baby. Yeah, I saw some pet stores share some images of like their tanks that they spent 20 years cultivating and, you know, these super expensive fish in there frozen. It's over. Like, super rare fish. It is sad in the animal perspective as well, but, uh, I, you know, I think we should care about the humans first. But thank you for, for letting us know that us caring about the humans isn't enough. For that, you're getting one of these. When they say that a hero can save us, I'm not gonna stand here away. Thank you, Internet Hero of the Day. You may not be better than everyone, but boy, do you sure act like it. Yesterday, we were talking about the Perseverance rover that NASA sent up to Mars, sending back this incredible high-definition 4K video and pictures, looking at, uh, looking at Mars like we never have before. Well, this is exciting. We now have the first-ever audio recorded on Mars that has been sent back by the rover. NASA had a press conference yesterday, and they, they released the audio to everybody. Would you like to hear it, Jim? Would love to. Okay. Now, obviously, there's not a lot going on up there. So There's th- not a guy going, bleak, block, block. This Ding. is kind of hard to hear. Uh, turn your radio up. You're going to need to turn it up to even get a sense of what's going on on Mars, okay? So I'll give you a second. Just turn the volume up a couple, couple notches here and enjoy. This is the first audio that humans have ever heard recorded on the planet Mars. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Gotcha! Perseverance, Rick rolled us. (laughs) We just got Rick rolled by a rover. (laughs) Rick rovered. Okay, you want to really hear it? This is it. It's it's not that exciting. The audio, the just the the concept of what you're listening to is the exciting part. But this is what it sounds like on Mars. So that gentle whirl that happens in the background, that is a noise made by the rover. But yes, what you did hear 10 seconds in was an actual wind gust on the surface of Mars, picked up by the microphone, and sent back to us here on Earth. Wind gust on Mars. Incredible. Neat. It kind of sounds like when you (laughs) go to take a picture on your phone, but you accidentally take a video. It does sound a bit like Mars butt dialed us, doesn't (laughs) it? It's like, it's amazing. It's Mars wind. I think it's very cool, but you know, you could, you could have played me any audio and I would have believed that that was Mars wind. Hello, Mars. (laughs) Mars, did you mean to call us? (laughs) Mars, Mars. are you driving? (laughs) We can hear you, Mars. Can you hear us? (laughs) (laughs) It's great just to see how excited the NASA people are. Here's more from the press conference. So we have a second one, which basically further reduced the noise of the rover. So you can just hear uh, what the wind would sound like on Mars. And once again, I invite you to to sit back and uh, have a listen to what it would sound like to be on Mars. It's just, it's cool. It's really <laughs> neat. Overwhelming, if you will. Overwhelming. Wow. Wow. Apparently he's never been on a frozen lake before. That's exactly what it sounds like. 
We've got another one here. We've taken out the rover sound, and it's just the wind. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts, <laughs> folks. You're in for a wild ride. Over the past couple weeks, a video has gone viral online of a very interesting version of Led Zeppelin's Cashmere. <laughs> social media. It's a young guy wearing a trench coat in a parking garage, making all that noise on his acoustic guitar. Turns out he is a guitar whiz from Poland named Marcin. And we've got him on Zoom right now. Here we go. Here he is, Marcin, the talk of the guitar community. How are you, man? (laughs) I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, we're good. We're excited to speak with you. Uh, we want to get in on the ground floor here before Marcin Mania breaks out. It's already started. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, thanks so much again. Um, I'm honored, you know, it's really cool. Uh, it all, basically, I started playing guitar when uh, I was 10, 9 with classical guitar. Uh, and, and my dad signed me up for classes like back in my hometown in a pretty small city in Poland. And the teacher was very eccentric and, and kind of like the whiplash J.K. Simmons type. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drove you uh, until your yeah, fingers but, bled. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, lots of discipline he inputted for me. But after a while, classical music became a little too, like, rigid and traditional. And, you know, you were just playing stuff that was written, like, 300 years ago. So I picked up other styles started experimenting on acoustic guitar, which is a little closer to my classical background. And yeah, so step by step, I guess, I worked out some unique stuff, I guess, if I may say. Uh, Yeah, and you know, things happened, I guess. (laughs) Well, you're only 20 years old and blowing away some of the greatest rock guitarists in the world. Like Tom Morello retweeted your video of you doing the cover of Led Zeppelin. Uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss. I I see the guys from Guns N' Roses liking your stuff. Like, how does that feel when, you know, you're this 20-year-old guy, you're doing covers of these bands that you love and respect, you're putting your own twist on it, and then guys who are actual members of the bands are like, oh my God, I didn't know our song could sound like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a it's a surreal scenario, and even you just like putting it into words. I'm just listening to it and like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, but, but but yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely I think this uh, for me at least this feeling of progress, which is most important. And again, I imagine that there's very many people who haven't heard of me before. This sort of wave now is happening. Um, and, and I'm, you know, there's so many new followers online, so many new subscribers on YouTube, listeners on Spotify and everything. This is a sort of cool point where I'm starting to gain attraction from like people up top, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and even Tom Morello, he, he retweeted it on Twitter and then I was like, this is mental. So I recorded <laughs> just like what, like two days ago, I think I recorded a cover of uh, Bulls on Parade and yeah. then I did it in a like a way different way. Here's some audio of that. Yeah. 
watch your hands move. Strumming the strings, banging the guitar all at once. It's pretty incredible. Now, Marcine, why are your videos all shot in a parking garage? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, it's not really just for the acoustics, even though they're fantastic, obviously, because the reverb is just like atmospheric and, and awesome. But it's also the visual aspect. And like, if you go to, to my Instagram or whichever of my profiles, marcin.music, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you can see that basically the videos in the garage always get more views and more likes and comments. And I think it's not only because, you know, it sounds really cool, but also because uh, it's just the visual aspect. You just see a guy yeah. with a guitar taped up. Seems raw. Yeah, it's really raw. Yeah, a, juxta a juxtaposition. It's like this guy is doing this amazing thing, yeah. but he's in a parking garage, so he's like us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I play on an Ibanez. I, I'm a very happy endorser, which is also not like a luthier brand from you know the cosmos anybody can get you know my uh you know the model of choice so what what is next i know you're on america's got talent a couple years ago and you you did very well on that show you mentioned that you're going to college in the united states you're in poland yeah. now are you coming back to north america yeah so uh i mean poland because i mean it's impossible to leave basically or and you know do something i mean uh, so, so yeah, and, uh, and, uh, you're actually right. So I am going to, to Boston early in September, uh, because uh, I am a student at Berkeley and I did already complete, uh, one semester, but it was online due to the pandemic. Now I'm taking a break and, and I'm going to do, you know, stuff properly, I guess, uh, on campus. From September. Can you imagine this guy, GM? Can you imagine Marcin at like a... Uh, college party, and there's some schlub in the corner who breaks out his acoustic Wonder guitar Wall. to try, yeah, do Wonderwall to impress yeah. the girls. And then Marcin yeah. says, Hey, can I see that thing for a second? That guy's <laughs> never getting laid again in his life. The other guy's done, his life's over. That's why I'm going to Boston, literally. That's why now, <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you're asking what, what's next. I did sign with uh, Sony Music, uh, like a year ago. Uh, for a global, you know, co contract, and and I am very excited about this because what I do is pretty niche, you know, and and it is a uh, an experimental approach, definitely. And again, I don't want to be arrogant, um, which it's hard to not be arrogant if you're talking about uh, your plans, <laughs> which are quite ambitious. But well, it's um, hard to not be arrogant when you play the guitar the way you do, Marcin. No, like, let's be I mean. honest. No, I mean. I, listen, it, I would be the biggest jerk in the world if I had your ability. And here you are, 20-year-old. It's hypnotizing to watch you play. It looks like you just go into another world when you start oh, strumming you. on that yeah. guitar. It's it's awesome. And I know that Rage Against the Machine, they were supposed to do a, a concert here last, uh, last summer, and they had to cancel because of COVID. So they owe us a concert. I think it would be pretty cool if Tom Morello would bring you along for the ride and get you up on stage yeah. Yeah. so we could well, see you, know, you perform with the band. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Everybody now, every listener is just saying this. Much love to, to all the Canadians listening. You know, ho hope I can visit uh, soon, you know. This is Taz and Jim. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.